0: and good morning and welcome to our energy spectrum roundup webinar on a sunny 17th of may here in suffolk where i'm hailing from today i've got two speakers with me this morning robert buckley who's going to chat through his energy perspective and i've also got alex jepson who is going to join me to talk through article that she wrote in energy spectrum for us yesterday robert if you'd like to introduce yourself to everyone
1: Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, I'm Robert, my title is Head of Relationship Development at Cornwall Insight. I look after the relationships we've had with our customers. And I'm here to chat about the energy security bill that was outlined in the Queen's speech last week.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Robert, and welcome. And um, Alex, this is your first time, I think, on our Energy Spectrum Roundup webinars. If you'd just like to sort of um, introduce yourself to everyone, that would be fabulous.
2: Hi, I'm Alex. I'm one of the year in industry students here looking at domestic supply and nearly at the end now. But it's been a great year. Really interesting.
1: I will just say Alex has done a cracking job and I know she's very well thought of in the in the team and in the company wider.
0: Yes, indeed. Echo those thoughts. Yeah, lovely to have had you for our year. We've got you for a couple more months, before we, uh, before you have to go back for your third and final year. So thank you so much for joining us both this morning. Our energy perspective, it wouldn't be a perspective about the Queen's Speech and Energy Bill with you know some sort of royal punnage going on. So we've got the jewel in the crown, what does the, uh, the Queen's Speech bring? We also had, because it came out very early yesterday morning, Ofgem's consultations about changes to the price cap. So we'll be going through those this morning as well. We also had a report that I really enjoyed from Renewable UK that was chatting and spoke about the highlights of the and benefits of low carbon hydrogen. So we'll just run those through. And then the article that Alex very kindly put us together, which was looking at customers struggling with increasing energy bills. So Alex will be talking through that one. And just for looking ahead to next week, Energy Perspective will be by Dr. Craig Lowry, focusing unsurprisingly, given the announcements yesterday, on the default tariff cap and what that means. And our Nutwood, we um, will be some takeaways from a a webinar about hydrogen that we did recently and kind of people's thoughts and feelings about what's going on there. So that is going to be our Nutwood the next week. Moving quickly on, I've just kind of pulled a couple of the points that were raised to do with the energy bill in the Queen's speech as kind of a backdrop because we didn't have um, really an image. We had a huge big table in our perspective last week. So Robert, what did we learn from the Queen's speech?
1: Yeah, yeah thanks, Ronnie. We have learned that the government wants to follow through quickly on uh, many of the commitments that it set out most recently in its energy security strategy. There's, there's a lot of things that appeared in the strategy that now appear in the outline of what might be in the draft energy security bill. So there's things uh, to stimulate heat pumps, hydrogen, carbon capture usage and storage, competition in onshore networks, extending the default tariff cap. I'd venture to say that's probably the most important element in the bill for the government's point of view, and I know you're going to talk about the, the changes I proposed to the cap yesterday in a little bit. The role of Ofgem in heat net, regulating heat networks, formalizing the establishment of the uh, ESO outside uh, national grid so that the future system operator or FSO there's a lot there but as with the energy security strategy it's about as much as what isn't there as as what is there and the energy security strategy was quite quiet on energy efficiency onshore wind solar direct relief on consumer bills, so it would have been extremely unusual for something like that to have come through in an an energy security bill. So really a continuation of, of what we saw set out in the energy security strategy, which only came out on the 7th of April.
0: Indeed, Robert, and it seemed quite a culmination of the energy security strategy, which was kind of a bit of the net zero strategy and the 10 point plan and kind of all the other sort of announcements we've sort of seen predating from sort of the last couple of years, haven't we? That's right. So what did so you sort of touch there on sort of energy efficiency? And could think was that what you felt was kind of missing from the bill? Or was it was it a surprise I think, I think, to you that it was missing? I,
1: I, again, difficult to regulate for an energy efficiency program or initiatives that haven't been specced in in the strategy. But also, if you look at what is set out, there's an awful lot of things to do that will require money. Uh, And at some point, we're going to have to set out how we're going to, for for example, fund this novel market in in heat pumps, which we learned a little bit more of as well last week. Uh, We're going to have to set out how we're going to fund Carbon capture usage and storage and they were reading through some of the, the, the background stuff they they use phrases like state of the art which which seems a bit rum for something that hasn't come forward yet but yeah so there's lots of commitments to do things and, and not much on where the money's going to come from uh, especially given where consumer prices are at the moment and could well go I mean the only thing on the consumer side, really, was the extension of the default tariff cap.
0: What do you think is going to come next out of this, then, Robert?
1: Well, we we will see, uh, we should see a a flurry of activity as these things uh, are taken forward. And indeed, we did see that last week, for example, with the Bayes consultation on the uh, market mechanism for for low-carbon heat. We also saw the Future Nuclear Enabling Fund launched uh, and some interesting comments from the Secretary of State, uh, Kwasi Kwarteng, on uh, how new nuclear reactors will be funded through the bill, but the costs, I paraphrase and, and probably mangle the sent- sentiment, won't be that much. So we would expect to see more of these. You know, It's quite a, a busy program to, to set out if all of this is going to be legislated for, and clearly we would expect to see a draft bill at some time with provisions for exactly how these things are going to be achieved. What wasn't in there, and maybe it's a bit micro and a bit early, was anything on the structure of the electricity market arrangements. I I raise this just because when we changed the arrangements last time, we needed to legislate for a change to occur because there wasn't consensus within the industry at the time that change should occur. and, And I suspect we will probably be in that situation again.
0: Fabulous, thank you, Robert. So looks like it a, bus- a busy summer, I think, potentially for uh, for for the busy,
1: busy summer, autumn and winter, and not least with what you're going to talk about next.
0: No, precisely. So um, so thank you for for answering the, those questions on the perspective, Robert. So just moving on now, I've set the backdrop. We've got an image that came out of the releases from Offgem. Basically, okay. Ofgem-
1: can we just say at this point, Ronnie, that it, it is Offgem's chart that we've snapshotted and we know how to spell electricity
0: yes (laughs) do you know i hadn't noticed that yes so this is a chart snapshot from ofgem so yes basically what we saw yesterday was uh ofgem published two consultations in relation to the price cap methodology basically in response to the recent increases in wholesale prices and volatility so I'm just going to kind of briefly do a little summation of sort of two of the, the consultations. What I will say is obviously, you know, it, it came out yesterday and we will be doing a big in-depth perspective as well as some other bits and pieces on LinkedIn things in the coming week. So I will we'll just sort of cover the, the factual aspects of, uh, of what came out. So the first consultation is proposing to move to a quarterly price cap update with a shorter notice period of 25 working days between setting the CAP level and it taking effect. The regulator is also proposing to include an ex-ante modelled backwardation costs in the CAP methodology, which means suppliers would be able to recover backwardation costs over a 12-month period, although the methodology would include a dead band so recovery is only triggered when the market is more volatile than that observed in the first six cap periods. These proposals are all intended to reduce the volume risk and cost to consumers. So Ofgem also issued a consultation on whether suppliers are incurring additional efficient wholesale costs beyond existing allowances in the cap. The regulator has highlighted concern around the unexpected additional standard variable tariff demand costs and is seeking views on whether changes are needed to support this. The consultation considers costs for the two areas relating to CAP period 8, April 22 to September 22, and 9, October 22 to March 22, and seeks views and evidence on whether suppliers are incurring additional wholesale costs in these areas. Two quite technical consultations. And I think sort of our, our initial view is sort of, you know, the shift to quarterly calculations and more allowances for the costs of strand should should wholesale prices fall. Kind of we were anticipating this, but you know, the devil really will be in the detail with great as, you know, with greater complexity comes a greater risk of unintended consequences. And it would have just been a little bit useful to see more detailed evaluation of price cap levels in this new world against the old one just from consumer perspective. There's an initial view of kind of some of our price views on LinkedIn. We will obviously continue to update everyone through the week. And as I said, Dr. Craig, who's our, our price cap expert, will be pulling together the perspective for next Monday. So he will be with me this time next week to hopefully be able to answer and address all the burning questions that you may have on the price cap. And the changes and the cost implications that we will be seeing but so those are just the kind of the, the technical bits so i would if i would reference back the you know the article in energy spectrum that would written for you know the actual changes that they're that they're instigating my second article that i'm going to run through today is the one from renewable uk so this was a report that they did looking at the benefits of low carbon hydrogen and You know effectively um how things could meet the targets and they were talking about sort of some co-location with offshore wind um and how that can benefit um and perhaps avoid some containment of uh of offshore wind and instead use it to create hydrogen instead so they published sort of a, a Series of key policy recommendations to help the government uh, achieve the 10 gigawatts of low carbon hydrogen by 2030, which include at least five gigawatts from green hydrogen production. So the report highlights policy recommendations such as creating a green hydrogen roadmap to deliver the five gigawatt target, divide, define a zero carbon hydrogen standard fully exempt electrolysers from levies to reduce market distortions, stimulate demand for hydrogen, address planning and permitting barriers to green hydrogen, create enduring domestic supply chains for green hydrogen, update regulations to encourage green hydrogen retrofit and also unlock strategic infrastructure. So I think it's fair to say that green hydrogen has received renewed focus in the UK following the energy security strategy, but, you know these policy recommendations it was a really upbeat manifesto which kind of shows the growing link between an established renewable sector and a growing hydrogen sector so again as I, I, I said i found it a fascinating report to read i really enjoyed um looking at the aspects of um you know the, the containment and the renew um the hydrogen and how you know we could store hydrogen um for use when required so if yeah i i a, a good report which is why i i we wrote about it and also i wanted to talk about it this morning um fab so now i'm going to um pass over to alex who's going to talk about her article that she very kindly wrote from us um about consumers struggling with them um, their increasing energy bills and i've i've given alex the backdrop of her graph that she she put in her article and which I'm sure she can she can talk through Um, so Alex I will pass over to you.
2: Yeah thank you Ronnie. Um, So this story was an abridged version of one of the headlines from the Domestic Supplier Insight Service which looks at supplier activity and consumer engagement over the past month so this one covers April. And at the start of April, we saw the 54% increase to the default tariff cap. So for 17 and a half million customers, they saw their bills rise to about £1,971 on average. And the price cap has been the cheapest tariff on the market since September. If you look at the chart, you can see that... September, the cheapest fixed tariff average goes above the cap level and has continued to climb since then. So in April, the 10 cheapest fixed tariffs were around £3,600. And for comparison, this time last year, the cheapest fixed tariffs were about £900. So it's about a 400% increase in energy bills. And Obviously, this has had a significant detrimental impact on customers. USwitch reported at the end of last month that 23% of households are now in some form of debt to their supplier. And British Gas and Eon and the other legacy suppliers reported the same in their Bayes committee meeting last month. And distressingly, Citizens Advice also reported that it's seen an eightfold increase in prepayment meter disconnections over the past month. Suppliers have been doing things to help. So many suppliers have announced increases to their financial support funds or have been running campaigns to help consumers reduce their energy usage, such as the winter fuel fund Octopus ran over winter. And they've been doing other things. So EDF has bringing forward twenty million pounds to help energy poor households with fuel efficiency measures, energy efficiency measures. But despite the work that suppliers are doing, they've all said that the government needs to be doing more to support them. So in the Bayes committee meeting with the legacy suppliers last month, Eon suggested that the government moves environmental levies into general taxation, and Scottish Power suggested introducing a deficit fund. To take a thousand pounds off the bills of the most vulnerable customers. Scottish Power also suggested introducing a social tariff instead of the price cap to help those who really need it, but in the Queen's speech, as Robert said, it reiterated the support through the council tax and energy bills rebates and said it will be extending the cap beyond its original 2023 end date they didn't announce any further support for customers other than this.
0: Brilliant. Oh, th- Thank you, Alex. Um, and thank you for running through that so comprehensively um, for everyone on the line. Um, now, I've just seen a question that's um, popped in for Robert. Uh, Robert's had to dash off. Um, so what I'll do is I'll, um, I'll drop him a message on Teams um, and uh, he'll get back to you bilaterally if, if that's okay. So sorry, sorry about that. So fab, so I think without um, any further ado, I will, uh, we can, uh, we're all, we're all finished for the roundup this week. But yeah, please join us next week for the price cap perspective. And yeah, all it takes me to say is thank you very much for joining us again this morning. Wishing you all a lovely rest of the day and lovely rest of the week. Take care. And thank you, Alex, for uh, joining me this morning.
2: That's all right. Thank you.
0: Thanks, take care everyone, bye.